Welcome to Tall, Dark, and Fictional, a podcast about romance fiction by romance writers. I am author Kat Wynn. And I am author S.J. Tilly. And we're going to have a fun episode today, aren't we, S.J.? We are. Every episode is a fun episode, Kat. Every episode is more fun than the next. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say something funny. My new therapist insists that we use Zoom, even though she only has a free account and I have a paid account. And I'm like, we can use my paid account. It's fine, but she won't. So it only goes for 45 minutes. And we get cut off all the time. But anyway, um, on my Zoom, my name shows up as Cat and not my real name. And my therapist, I who is new, doesn't actually know my real name because then she calls me Cat. And I'm like, I'm like, I understand how that's confusing. I'm like, but you have my paperwork. Like I filled out paperwork right there. Like you should know my real name. You should know your patient's <laughs> name for sure. Yeah. That's so yeah. funny. Cause I, we just, we were potentially moving, um, nothing set in stone, but so we had a call with a realtor and she had sent me a zoom link and then she had sent, cause we were meeting at like two 30 and then she sent another, like, she's like, here's your two 30 link. Here's your three fifteen link. And I was like, what does, why do I have two different links? And then like, as we're getting to the end, she's like, okay, this one's going to cut out and then use that other one. I sent you. I'm like, okay, can we just pay for zoom? Oh my God. See, and I get it. I get it because it's I like, do get it. but I get it. Like, like not everybody can just pay the money for zoom or, or yeah. it doesn't seem like useful, but, but you are utilizing it a yeah. lot and you're a professional. And she's a, she's a well-paid realtor. Sure. Like, of course she is. Yeah. Right. So she's- like, that's the thing too with my therapist. I'm like, um, cause it'll be really funny. Cause I'll be like, you know, end of the session when you're doing like the hardest work, when suddenly yeah. it's like, you've got to like kind of shift it back. I'll be like crying, sobbing. And, and I can see, I can see, cause I'm so aware the timer counting down. It's like 48 yeah. seconds. And I'm like, I'm just going to get fucking cut off. And she doesn't even see, I would like preempt it. I'd be like, I'm going to hold you. I'm going to be like, I'm going to hold you right there. And we're going to like log back in. Just give me two seconds. She's never once been fucking aware. Never. (laughs) This is my new therapist. My old therapist would never. Oh, my new therapist was like my, or my old therapist was so fucking on the ball. She would never, but this one is like a different person entirely. So oh my God, that's so funny. Anyway, (laughs) off topic. Um, okay. So we're just going to do a, would you rather today? A good times, Mm -hmm. fun times. Would you rather? And we wrote some out literally right before this podcast. And we don't know what, what the other person wrote. So this should be exciting. Should be exciting. Yes. Keep your expectations low. Yes. Just kidding. It, we're going to be entertaining no matter what. It's good. Okay. All right. So let's start with you, SJ. Let's start. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Would you rather a goat shifter or a boar shifter? Boar shifter. Like a, Because here's the okay. thing. There's already Mr. Tominus, who's like the ha- half goat fawn character. Mm-hmm. Um and I get it. Like people are into James McAvoy. So they want to fuck Mr. Thomas. Like that's legit. You're valid. I hear you. <laughs> but I think um, let's keep it exciting. Boars are like tough. Plus I was born the year of the boar in the oh. Chinese Zodiac. So much respect for boar, like completely misunderstood creatures and undervalued and underloved. So they're also terrifying. Like that's what I'm saying. They're pigs. fierce. Like, yeah. They're yeah. They're terrifying. They'll fuck yeah. you up. Okay. What about Good you? Answer. Good answer. And you? Oh, I have to answer too. Yes. Well, now I, now I have to go with boar. I mean, I've always loved goats, and I no, I'm I'm changing that. I'm gonna do a goat because I love feeding goats, and I love their furry little lips. Oh my god, so lips. true. And if I had a goat shifter man, I would, my kink would suddenly be feeding him little treats. <laughs> you become a feeder. <laughs> okay, I 
very much respect the idea that you're picking goats because they like to eat a lot because goats will in fact eat anything. And that is, a I do consider that a positive in a relationship. And you have like, if you've ever fed a goat, right? You have like your, the pellets in your palm and their furry little lips like brush at your palm. Oh my God. It's such a fun sensation. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody write, somebody take this and run with it. Okay. Next one. I'll do, I'll do one of mine. Um, Would you rather read a mediocre book with a great ending or a book with a cliffhanger, a great book with a cliffhanger, and you weren't expecting the cliffhanger. I'm gonna go with the second one, the cliffhanger, because I would have, I would have DNF'd the other book. I would never have found out that it was a good ending. You wouldn't so have made mediocre, it. I'm not finishing it. Yeah, you've never read a mediocre book. I have, but I have in the last like year or two, I have embraced the DNF. Because uh, I, I used to always finish every book and I would like be slogging through it and I didn't like it and I wouldn't like a character. I wouldn't like this. And, I, and the, finally I'm like, what? What am I doing? Because like I couldn't let go of not knowing what happened. You know, like I need to know what happened. But now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, there's so many books out there. Yeah, this I'm not, is so I'm true. Not doing this. Yeah. Not only am I a DNFer, but I am also a read the end first if I feel like <laughs> it. I'm read the minute will ever. So I'm, I'm anar- I'm like an anarchist when it comes to reading. Um, I would say for me, I'm gonna go with the mediocre book with a great ending, because I'm gonna assume if it's, because I cannot handle a cliffhanger. I cannot handle it. Like I cannot like because here's what will happen. I'll read it, the cliffhanger. I'll be excited if the other book's not out yet. I'll just never read it. I'll never read the next book. It'll never happen. No, it's true. I can think of two books right now that I read to and from on a road trip to Milwaukee years ago. And they were the first books in the series. I didn't know they were cliffhangers. I have not finished the series, neither of them. And they're both called The Shunned. And it's like a why choose paranormal, like, I remember you. Major cliffhanger at the end of that. Yeah. And then, like, The Secret Girl, which is another why choose major cliffhanger at the end of book one. They were both amazing. But then I started writing, and now the series are complete, and I need to go back. And someday I will do them, but I have not yet. The other thing is with cliffhangers, I will be really into the book. Like, my impulse will be high as I'm reading the book. And then when I take time away, obviously your impulse drops. That's just, like, the nature of it. And then sometimes I can't get back into the book, even if I love the series, because I find I'm a very changing person. So I find that things that I like – um, I can only like them in retrospect sometimes. I can't like them anymore in the current moment as time passes. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And this yeah. is, I was just having this <laughs> conversation last night, I think with Elaine, shout out Elaine, uh, for like retro movies or like movies from the 80s or like a TV show that with. you loved growing up that you're like, you cannot rewatch it because it did not age well and not yeah. saying that these books didn't age well, but it's like it now ruins it if you don't enjoy it the next yeah. time. I get it. Like if like if they made a like a sequel to Labyrinth, I there's not a chance I would watch it. Whereas I will still watch the old Labyrinth because of like these nostalgic feelings. But like when yeah. I watched it, my brain was different. Obviously, I was like four. Shouldn't have yeah. watched it when I was four, but I did. Anyway, okay. That's another one I've never <laughs> seen. Uh... I just feel like if you watched it now, it would be meaningless. Right, right. I've, I've, the ship has sailed. <laughs> yeah. You'd get <laughs> the cultural references, though, but the it is a highly problematic movie. There is a straight-up, like, child bride uh, kind of scene yeah. that people, like... I don't know that we talk about that enough, that there is a literal child bride simulation scene in the, in that movie. But anyway, I guess we just really love David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Your turn. Okay. Would you rather bathe in coffee or wine? You're a sick person. This is gross. 
Um, I chose something without cream, you know, it's like just black coffee okay. or red wine. And for that reason, I'm going to, mm, okay. For that reason, I'm going to go coffee because wine is sticky and sweet, you know? Yeah. And coffee does smell good. Coffee There's something about good. coffee being, um, like you don't want coffee stains on you and you don't want to smell like old coffee. That is very kind of upsetting to me, but <laughs> I think wine is not going to do us any favors in that regard either. True. So yeah, yeah I mean, I'm going to stick with coffee. shower after. Yeah. 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 What do you think? I would do coffee too, because I feel like there's like coffee scrubs and there's coffee. Like, I don't know. Are any of these antioxidants good for your skin? I don't know. Maybe they society pretends they are. I feel like it's all a scam. Probably. I'm sure it is. <laughs> okay. Romance cover preference. You have to choose one pink or blue. Cause you know, those are like the most popular romance cover colors. Pink. I'm always going to choose pink. If pink is an option, I'm doing it. Yeah. And I have reasons. Wink, wink. Vaginas. So. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to future book covers. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. I think I'm going to go blue. <laughs> I'm going to go blue. Just because okay. blue is my favorite color. Yeah, I like blue have a lot. Cover. I also I'm have a blue, blue cover. True. Yeah. All right. Your turn. Blue that blue. was a sh- that was a lame one. Sorry. I could have no, done better. No, that's actually funny because like I've been on a blue kick recently like looking at like paint colors and stuff like that. Like it's all like in the blues and I'm like this isn't me but I guess it is now. So. Embrace the change. Embrace the future. Yeah. Okay. Um, would you rather have a super squeaky bed or a totally silent man? <laughs> um, this one's making me think, oh my God, <laughs> I think as much as it would make me, it would drive me to madness. I would have to have a really squeaky bed, Same. you know, cause I can't handle it. Like a, I can't handle silence. I can't. Yeah. What do you want me to sit with my own thoughts? Even like <laughs> never, not even yeah. during any activities. Can I sit with my own thoughts? Not during sex, not during anything. What about yeah, you? No, I agree. 100%. I take the squeaky bed. This is a funny thing too. We're like, obviously in romance, like we're big at writing like the dirty talk and everything else. And I think this is one of those like IRL men don't quite understand all the time. How often Matt- we enjoy the verbalizing of anything. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm not going to give away anything about myself right now, so I'm just going to shut the fuck up. All right. Next question. Would you rather... This one comes straight out of the the annals of romance. Would you rather orc jizz or vampire blood? Oh, my God. Uh, Vampire blood, 1,000%. But let's say it doesn't make you immortal. I don't care. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jizz on its own is not a great thing. You know, and coming from an orc, I don't know what that means. So I'm going to take feel... the blood. Okay. I'm going to take the blood any day. Fair, fair, Even fair. if it's human male versus vampire blood, I'm going to still take vampire blood. Okay. <laughs> so I do believe there is some special thing happening with orc jizz because there are a lot of, shall we say, publications centered around the idea of orc jizz. So I'm going to say there's something <laughs> that there's we like about it. I don't yeah, know what okay. it is. Uh, this one's really hard because I'm kind of, I don't love like the blood thing. I understand Mm -hmm. it like symbolically where we get this from, where we're going with like, I'm going to consume your blood. Like I want to consume you, you know? Yeah. Shout out salt burn. 
real quick oh, in Saltburn. I don't know. I've I've heard the name. Yeah. Okay. Sp- spoiler, not spoiler. Like if you don't know about this yet, then like don't worry. You're not watching you're, it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Here's the thing. So in the movie, um, there's like a poor guy who's now he's not really poor, but he acts poor, and he's going into this very wealthy family's, um, like their estate called Salt Saltburn, and essentially he kind of gets with like every person in the movie in some way and he's basically trying to like consume their life force you find out and he and they symbolically show this in the movie by him one spoiler 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 uh drinking up a guy's jizz after he just jizzed in a bathtub drinking it from the drain which is gross right um two by going down on a woman while she's on her period so like also consuming her life force you know um and i thought that was like a very interesting i haven't seen anyone say anything about that i think it's really interesting so i get like both jizz and blood are like this thing about consuming someone's life force so i get why there's something i get why it's like erotic and i get why it's um why we use it in that way but see this uh, is like this is one of those times where and i i just wrote about this last night when i was writing where it's like there are things that are hot in the moment and like if you're gonna do like blowjob swallowing whatever that's hot in the moment but like if you're scooping it out of a tub drain it's not hot anymore (laughs) that's that's for me not hot anymore well and i think that that wasn't necessarily meant to be hot but it was meant to be like erotic in a way in the way that eroticism is about kind of transfers of power okay why shut the fuck up what am i talking about (laughs) let's go i'm gonna go vampire blood too because i'm not fucking bold enough to choose orc jizz i just don't have it in me (laughs) all right your your turn oh my god that was great okay we're taking a different angle on this question uh would you rather illustrate your own cover (laughs) or or sing in public i would sing in public what am i singing um I don't know. Like I'm not a good singer, no. Okay. Although my great 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 grandmother was an opera singer. Oh, I didn't know that. That's in cool. Verona, Italy. That's because, impressive. Yes, that's sweet. Um, but I did not inherit that from her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would sing in public. I'm not a good singer, but I already sing a lot in general. I sing in the car. I sing in front of Max. I sing to. Like, I know the words to every single song ever, so I will sing anything at any moment. What about you? Yeah, that's good. I would also sing, because I like to think I'm good at art and that I could probably draw something, but it wouldn't it wouldn't be good. So <laughs> I couldn't do that to my books. So I would sing in public. I, I did choir, like, all through, like, high school and so stuff, and I good. loved it. But, like, I think I'm okay in choir, but, like, I can't do, like, solos. You're not a soloist. But I'm also like past the point of being embarrassed about anything kind of in my life. So I think you do better than you're saying. I think you're underselling it. I think I'd be I'd be okay. People wouldn't laugh at me, but like no one would stop to listen to me. You know what I mean? (laughs) I think people would stop to listen to me out of concern. And that would be fair. (laughs) All right. Um, Pair your unlikely trope. Pick pick either one. Okay. Divorced dad with a gym bod. So he's like amazing shape, right? Yep. The hottest body you can think of that you think is hot. Or single guy with dad bod. So, oh, see, 
Okay, so see, my problem is I love a single dad book. I fucking love them. So I don't really care that he has like a hot bod, but like I also most of my most of my books are single guys. Like, and I like the dad bod too. Like I, I, I'm gonna go with the divorced. I guess we said divorced. Did we say dad? Did we say he divorced, had a kid? Divorced dad. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with that because I've been really itching for the single parent trope recently so interesting i like it okay what is your answer okay so i would say i'm gonna go this is actually a tough one for me because i'm not into dads no offense to all the dads out there i know there are millions of you listening to us right now um (laughs) and i don't have anything against a dad bod but i'm gonna say something controversial yet brave in my relationship only I am allowed to be out of shape. (laughs) (laughs) This is, I mean, this is like the book, you know what? Like, you know, the society we grew up in every sitcom where the dad. Yeah. He's like an ugly troll. Yeah. His wife's like like, a beautiful model. It has to be. Yeah. I actually take it back. I would go single guy with dad bod. There are plenty of guys that I think are hot that have dad, like Jake Johnson, for instance, kind of like sometimes has a dad bod. Sometimes he doesn't. I find him super attractive. I am like incredibly attracted to that actor. I, and he's, if, if that's who I think I, I'm going to Google from to new girl. Sure I think, oh yeah. 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 No, I yeah. love him. He's also yeah. in the, the Jurassic world. Oh, he's like in the controller room and like, Oh, the, I think I did know that. Yeah. He's so funny. He's hilarious. Yeah. No, I love him. I love obsessed. Him. I mean, yeah. obsessed to the point where only obsessed in the way that I only could be with a celebrity and that I still think they're all terrible. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'm going to go single guy with dad, Bob. You're going divorce dad with gin bod. Just because I want, I like divorce dad. dad. Yeah. I want, okay. I want that trope, gotcha. but also like, I also like the guys to be a little bit chunky because then I, you know, feel less, less self-conscious about my own chunkiness. You know, that kind of helps. Mm-hmm. They're not judging me. Cause yeah. You got problems too, you know, whatever. <laughs> Okay, you're to go next. <laughs> oh, my turn. Okay. Um, fuck, Mary kill. Ooh. Jingle Bell games, hotel games, holiday games. Oh, no. I'm going to kill holiday games. <laughs> because what? I don't love... I don't like himbos. Okay. Um, I'm going to fuck Jingle Bell games. I'm going to marry hotel games. Because I love a... I love like a like a guy who is because in that in that book, that guy, the main character is the main male character is a surgeon and he's like um, kind of an asshole as I think all surgeons are. No offense to surgeons, but, you know, it's true. And I love a guy who is like on top of his game, who's super smart, talented. Like my husband's this way. He's very smart, very talented. Also, like a little bit terrifying if you actually see him doing his job, you know. Whereas, yeah. like in real life, like how I know him in real life, because I don't consider work real life. I guess I just yeah. think that he, he's like a goofball. He's like, but he's so smart. So I, I yeah. love like a smart guy who's just. I love like a. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a funny question. I love it. <laughs> you haven't read them. I don't think. I know enough you can about try, them. You can choose. That's true. You like were with me the whole time I read yeah. or I wrote them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna also kill the himbo because we don't got time for that. So sorry, holiday games. Yes. Um, I'm gonna fuck the surgeon, the hotel yes. games. I'm gonna fuck them, but I'm gonna marry the Jingle Bell games because like the f- 
because he's so in love with Christmas. I would love someone to decorate for me. I think that's the right answer, honestly. <laughs> I think you got it right. I think you did. I think I and just there's have no problems. wrong choices here. Right? I just yeah. love an asshole. And yeah. oh, I only love certain assholes. I don't love like an alpha hole, but I love like an intellectual asshole kind of. Like I don't know how to like describe a prick. it. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like a prick. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Um, okay. Pick which one is worse. Okay. Secret baby with a female main character who's too stupid to live or an easily resolved miscommunication with a male character who's an absolute asshole. And I'm just going to leave it at asshole. Like he's an asshole. Like I, you know, the ones I'm talking about, not the hot asshole. Like when you read a book and you're like, fuck this guy like you don't yeah. you know what i mean you're just yeah, like why like why are we acting like this guy is hot you know what i'm saying i just had a book where i'm like this guy is so gaslighting her and yes, look, i'm here for yes. like toxic, toxic behavior in books like not but like, like that. that specifically i'm like i can't no. there's a way aunt- to do toxic like you know it you're writing dark mafia there's a way to do toxic that is yeah. not toxic like i don't know like i don't know how to describe it like, it's just a different like, thing talking over your mental state yeah like exactly like, like yeah 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 emotional damage um i'm never gonna stand for a secret baby i'm not gonna do it okay i can't because uh, like, so easily uh, resolve miscommunication with a male character who's an absolute asshole yeah i would i would read that over a secret baby i will quite literally when we talk to enf and no offense to people that have written it and i'm sure there are books out there but i guess i don't know what qualifies a secret baby if she had the means to tell him and didn't that's when i'm like nope i can't You know why I don't like Secret Baby is because abortion is never a topic of conversation in these stories ever. Mm -hmm. I quite literally have never seen it. And I just to me, I'm like, why is every time a woman gets pregnant, she absolutely must have a child, especially when she one can't tell the father at all or two, he's like terrible or three, she thinks he hates her or whatever. It's like I don't understand why abortion is not in that conversation. Yeah. No, it fucking should be. I mean, there's so many, yeah. like, even accidental pregnancy ones where it's like, I accidentally got knocked up and now my neighbor needs to it. And I'm like, yeah, it, it just the <sighs> contrivance makes the characters, I think, seem not unlikable, but almost like bad parents, because I'm like, you don't care what happens to this child. You only care about what happened, like you having the baby. That's what it comes across as to me sometimes. And uh, then that's a real turn off to me because I can't get past that. Right. And I get that, like, that's the point of the book is the pregnancy, but it's also like these people are be a never better prepared. writer. Be yeah. a better writer. Get it in there some better way. If you can figure out how to do it better, then then you then I'll read it and I'll be happy. Yeah. But so far, I can't. I guess having said all that, I, too, have to say that the worst one. So you had to pick the worst one, actually. So you're picking Secret Baby is the worst mm-hmm. one. OK, mm-hmm. so I, too, I, too, think I would choose Secret Baby. Yeah. Though, I, yeah. That's the worst one. Because I don't hate miscommunication as much as some bookstagrammers do and everything else. So this is one of those things, too, where people... Okay, side tangent. Like, I've seen a lot of hate out there on, like, reviewer sides, like, talking about, like, I can't stand the miscommunication trope, or I can't stand the third act breakup. Like, no. Okay. We need to be specific if, like, if it's a miscommunication that could be easily resolved that repeats many times throughout a book, yes, that ignore that uh, bothers me, too, if it's, like, overuse of it. But, like, miscommunication happens in real life all the time. Like, it's a realistic thing. So you can't just hate the whole umbrella of miscommunication because that's very fucking broad. <laughs> very fucking broad, you guys. 
And like the same yeah. with third act breakup, something happens at that beat in the story, always. right? Oh, always. always Let's talking look at about you the... using the word beat. I was gonna say, cats <laughs> always talk about beats and the dawn of the cat and the rise of the sun and whatever. And like, but you know but it, some... you know it. <laughs> yeah, something happens at the end, and sometimes it's a kidnapping if it's a dark romance, or sometimes it's like something. And happens. that is the quote unquote breakup. Right. But like lots of times there is a miscommunication that leads to a breakup, but it's like, you don't hate, cause everyone that like posts that saying that they hate that. I'm like, I bet I could go through your list of your favorite books and find that in there. Like, so it's, maybe you're sick of it. Maybe you've read too many of them in a row and you need to like read something else, but that's different. And it drives me nuts just because I'm like, people will see people post about that. And I'm like, well, I have, I have that in this book and you love that book. So like, don't tell me you hate it. I think I'm on the reader's side here, but let me explain why. Because it's not that I disagree with you. It's that, yes, miscommunication is the cornerstone of all human relationships. Every single one. That's why we have therapy. That's why we have created language. (laughs) That's why, you know what I mean? So that we can so that we can reduce the amount of miscommunication between one person's brain and reality and another person's brain and reality. So yeah, miscommunication. So like every book must have miscommunication between the two characters. Absolutely must. It's literally the definition of tension. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, the two, point, like two, yeah. two people on a different frequency, just, but trying to get to the same place, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that miscommunication is in every book. I think the reason, I think what people are talking about is con- plot contrivances, um, where the, where the writer just knows they can't get the people together yet. So they're just contriving, um, miscommunication that isn't solid enough and rooted enough in the characters to make it believable. And so it just becomes like, I think really stressful and like tedious to read. It becomes Mm -hmm. tedious when people have like a poor miscommunication. And I think there is a lot of poor miscommunication tropes happening. I think you're totally right. But, and this comes down to where I think it's like, you don't dislike miscommunication. You dislike poor writing. Bad writing. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like, can we just like, just, if you don't like a book, you don't like a book, but like, don't make that be like, I hated this book. Now I hate this, this trope. But if that whatever. book is bad and you see the miscommunication trope, I think that's like, that's the connection people yeah. will make. Um, but yeah. I've seen like, give they me recommendations you. that don't have a third act breakup. And I'm like, can we just, oh, whatever. People can want <laughs> what they want. But like, again, like it, let it be book specific or author specific or I don't know. I, clearly this is a sticking point for me because I have a lot of miscommunication in a lot of my books. But again, they're of like. Of course you do. Yeah. You should. Felt, like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, but then you see it. I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I <Bye>. mean, anyway. <laughs> All right. You go, you're going next. We went, we went a long time on that. No, yeah. you don't. You don't. I, I really do. Okay. <laughs> Um, would you rather wear green nail polish or gold nail polish? Um, okay. Um, so this is really interesting because I happen to be a bright winter. I was professionally, I professionally got my, like, I'm so sorry. I got my colors done profesh by a professional. That's what I'm trying to say. So I was colored as a bright winter, which means I can wear both green and gold, um, of certain kinds. So I can wear kind of like a brighter juicier green and Uh i can also wear like a a brighter cleaner gold not anything rusty like everything has to be kind of like very clear so i can wear both of those i think i would go green because as much as i love the idea of like a sparkly gold i just don't think gold nail polish is good on me unless i'm doing like a christmas like unless i'm wearing all black and it's like a christmas thing maybe i would do it then Hmm. i'm going green what about you 
I feel like I'm gonna go gold. I've because I've honestly I've been considering it, like doing trying it, but it has to like it would have to be like super shiny, mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. shiny fun. But mm-hmm. for some reason, like green is Sparkly. my favorite color. I never do it on my nails, and I don't it's know. It's a why. tougher. I think you have to find the right shade to do it right to make it yeah. look good. For sure. I feel like a really deep forest green. Yes. Would be like, cool. No, I saw this on um, like a hairdresser I used to see. She had like a really, it was almost black. Her nails were almost black, but they were green. And it you, that sounds like it wouldn't look good. It looked so good. I bet it was. I was like, yeah, yeah. it looked amazing. <laughs> um, okay. Would you rather a mean female main character or a mean male main, male character, male main character? I'm a basic bitch and I want the guy to be mean. I love a bully romance. I love an enemies to lovers. I love the classic. He's he's mean, <laughs> but he's misunderstood. I hate it. Oh my god! <laughs> I know which one you're picking. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna obviously pick them. All my female main characters are like pretty mean. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which in real life, that's what I want as my friend. Yeah, but in a book, I want right. to read about the the mean guy. That's just that's sometimes just the guys are mean too. Whatever. You yeah. Know. <laughs> all right, you go. Okay. An everything bagel seasoning bay <laughs> or a rose and pistachio bay? Everything seasoning bagel bay or rose and pistachio. Okay. I got to go everything bagel seasoning because that's a classic and the best. Um, And I love bagels. So you got to do that with a bagel. I'm sorry. My do- Griff is literally pawing at my desk right now. And it's like... <laughs> uh yeah i don't really i'm not gonna ask what that means because i feel like that goes against the spirit of the game it does so i'm gonna go yeah you you get it yeah (laughs) yeah i'm gonna go everything bagel seasoning what do you are you going opposite i am i'm gonna go rose and pistachio because i've been watching a lot of great british bake off because again quite literally that is the only tv show i watch on repeat and i just watched uh, someone make a pistachio cookie with a rose jelly Ooh! ask me how i know someone isn't going to therapy it's when they're only watching great british (laughs) bake-off this is true hey i made a goal for march to find a new therapist because my last one just disappeared off the app oh no i mean that was a while ago it's been it's been it's been a hot minute you everyone listening go go to therapy just go (laughs) and i hope they know your name okay yeah (laughs) what's better an anti-hero who wants to kill anyone who's hurt you or a cinnamon roll who is super filthy in bed. Okay, I love both, but I have to go with the antihero because I'm still you are even so though I'm, predictable. Even though I'm past it, I'm still on my my dark romance kick. So yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. You. I guess I gotta go the other way. Cinnamon yeah. roll who is a dom in bed. Because that's what I write. Yeah. <laughs> so but I do I'm love doing. that too. <laughs> They're both good. They're both great. Yeah. I love them both. Yeah. Cause like that golden retriever, whatever, like if as long as they're filthy. Um, like i'm here for it i don't care yeah they have you have to have the, the it's the duality of man that i really need that's really mm-hmm. gonna get me going i need a, a guy who is so gentle and sweet and, and kind but then also absolutely fucking disgusting that's what I need. <laughs> disgusting in the right way to be yeah. so clear okay get you a man that can do both yes exactly okay a daddy kink book or a female dom book I don't love either of these. It's not that I wouldn't read either because like they can be done and I have read some, um, but neither one is my favorite, but you got to pick one. I guess I'm going to go daddy kink. I'm not a big female. I will read a female Dom book. Don't get me wrong. I will read it. It's just, if I got to choose, yeah, I like a guy who's a Dom. I prefer that. I think I Mm -hmm. always write that too. Despite like 
me having more like cinnamon rolly kind of male characters at times, they're always like they still take control. Yeah. Always. Every time. Yeah. What about you? I'm the daddy king all the way. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I have a couple books with it. I will. If you tell me there's a daddy kink in a book, I'm reading it. (laughs) I just think like, I mean, obviously there are daddy kinks that I think would like, I have a limitation on that. Yeah. And I guess for me, I'm saying like, she calls him daddy. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like the very light, fun daddy kink. Not any, I know some people get like way, a little way too serious with it. Um, for me, for my taste, whatever, between adults, whatever you want to do. But, um, I'm trying to really dissect this female dom thing and why I'm really not into it at the moment. And I don't really know why. Maybe if I'm sure I would like more of them if I read more of them. If I read it, I'm sure I would love it. See, that's the thing too. I have, I feel like I have a problem with, and this is why like, I like recommendations where I can just like, someone tells me to read a book and I can read it. Cause sometimes there's so many choices that it's like, if you give me all the choices, I'm going to pick the things I prefer. And then I'm missing, I'm sure I'm missing out on things that could be amazing. Oh, speaking of shout out. Wait, is that our last one? Or do you have another one? I have one more. Okay. Let's do this one. Extended epilogue or bonus scene. What's the difference? Uh, I feel like bonus scene can just be like a random like moment in time versus like just like a longer epilogue that like tells you their future. <laughs> Fun fact about me: I almost <laughs> never read epilogues, even though I write them. <laughs> so I guess I'll go bonus so scene. Just, so you'll just stop reading the book, like yeah. when the epilogue is there. Mm-hmm. That's funny because here's I find the epilogue is just like a little button that is a little too sweet and cutesy for me sometimes. Like very rarely do I read an epilogue. I did read one. Um in a uh, infinite or like what is it called sweet abyss by cressley no cole i can't remember if that's the name of the title i did read that epilogue i i just feel like i don't know i don't know why i'm adverse to epilogues i actually don't care much for bonus ni- scenes either i'm, I'm gonna go like bonus scene. called it I'm what like you called it a button <laughs> A button. No, well, it's a button on like the story. It does. That's, no, that, it totally is. It's that is like, a term of art to say button on a story. I love it. I didn't. Co- I didn't come up with that. Um, Either way. What about you? you. So, I I think, and maybe this is, I think why you don't like epilogues. No, and one of the things I don't like about epilogues is when it's always about five years later. Here they have three kids. So I think my problem is that a lot of times epilogues romanticize having children and making that part of the story. Now, do most of my characters and most of my books, almost all of them end with like a proposal and or a marriage? Yes. But I don't often include children. Very rarely are children involved because I don't. I don't want to have that in my stories and that, that's not always like the happily ever after and for me that blog too i'm like i'm talking about them as a character now if them as a couple like kids were important then obviously like yeah but so i don't like i'm gonna say bonus scene over an extended epilogue so i do like epilogues but if you've ever read my books my epilogues are usually like three pages long sometimes like two pages long sometimes it's one like so I'll give you like a little snippet to like jump ahead and it might just be to jump ahead to their wedding or this you know like the longest epilogue I ever did was in Hans but that was to complete a series so like when I have the last book in a series you will you will get a substantial epilogue you got to get everyone in there yeah yeah so like that will happen but I do like, and I guess I call it a bonus scene, but like when I, when I changed over into the Hawkeye covers, I wrote bonus epilogues for Sleet Sin and Darling. And it was just like, 
a scene, you know, like one of them, they're like boarding an airplane to go somewhere. And I, so I think I kind of like that. I like the bonus scene where you just get to see them in daily life again, somewhere else. And you're like, Oh, look, they're going on vacation. You know, I think it's kind of a fun little snippet as opposed to just like the, now we have four children and they're all doing this and blah, 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 blah. You make a great point, and that is true about children in epilogues, and I do feel that that is one of the reasons why I don't read them, because I'm trying to read like a whirlwind romance, and I want to get swept up in the emotion between the two characters, and while I and while I believe that children and family, quote-unquote family, whatever, children with fa- a family with children is part of romance, certainly, it's actually not the thing I want to read about. And the reason is because I think historically, and I think in a sociological perspective, marriage and children for women means your life is over. And I don't mean that personally for people like, sure, you might be happy with your kids. And like, I'm sure you are. I'm married. You know what I mean? Like whatever. But I mean, historically, And sociologically, economically, like if you're just looking at data, if you're just like looking at a high level, that is what marriage has met, marriage and children has met and has been used as a way to subjugate women. And so when I'm reading like fantasy romance, like, and I mean fantasy in the sense that romance is a fantasy, I'm like, oh, I don't want to like think about the harsh reality of what women actually endure and have endured historically. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's fair. (laughs) That's not me saying, I think if you get married and have children, that your life is terrible. You're throwing your life away, whatever. No, but just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know why. Also, go ahead. I, I, the other thing is I actually feel very pressured to include characters who want to have children in my books because I'm inclined not to write that in and because it's not something that I was ever really interested in doing so it's kind of I feel like I don't want people to pigeonhole me or to look at me and be like well she is a child free blah 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 only writes women who don't want children you know what I mean and I feel like I have to prove that I'm not just doing that even though I would do that for every character, but like, obviously all the characters are different. I could see some characters wanting to have children. Like that would be a totally normal thing, but I do feel that I must consciously think about it in a way that I don't believe people who have children think about it as writers. 100%. No. And like that pressure too. Like I, I mean, I get it all the time because I purposefully with my epilogues, it's like, it's them getting married, but you don't get to see the next 20 years of their life. And so I get a lot of people that ask me stuff now as I wrap up different series, you will see futures for different couples. But like for me too, like you said, like that's a whole different life. Like having those kids now. Cause again, like when we just put it in like, Oh, they had kids and they're happy. Like, yeah, I like my friends that have kids, they obviously love their kids. They're happy, but like their life is different than it was when they were quarantined. Also, I just want to say like, some of them are not happy. Yeah, Some of them are not happy. Yeah. In fact, many of them are not. I have many friends who have had children gotten married. It's been, it's a nightmare situation. Yeah. Let's just be very clear. No, that's true. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. That was an exaggeration (laughs) to say they're all happy, but like, but (laughs) some are, of course. Yeah. No, no, some are, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but too, it's like, that's, that's a whole different story. And like you said, like, we're here for like their meat and their whirlwind. And like, that's what I want to read. And so that's what I'm interested in. And like, they're, I don't want to see their like mundane fights that they're going to end up having. And I don't want to like, you know, it's like, that's just not what I'm here for. And so I definitely do struggle too, because like, I'm also, like not every one of my characters is going to want to be childless, you know, but like, but a lot of them 
do want that. And so finding that balance. Plus I have a handful of characters that are single parents. So now they've kind of like adopted like that kid or, you know, they Mm -hmm. become a guardian for someone else, you know? So it's like, I like to kind of show the different ways you can still have a family and then, you know, you can still be complete. And these people that don't want kids at all, like they're also complete. So it kind of drives me nuts when people are like, Oh, but did they have kids? I'm like, that doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. That answer doesn't matter. I think this is getting into a deeper issue for me today, too, because I'm thinking now like about how I'm trying to write in a way that will actually push away people who are not my readers, because I have a very specific aesthetic vision. I'm a very specific kind of person, and I want people who understand that and understand me and my writing. And so I don't really want to write to make I don't want to write for everyone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, of course, and that doesn't mean you shouldn't be sensitive. Obviously, this is not about like, are you writing sensitively towards marginalized groups or groups that aren't you? Like you should still, you should be doing that. That's not what I'm talking yeah. about. I just mean like, as far as like a personal style of writing and the things that you care about writing, like I, I want to feel like unfettered, like I'm free and liberated to write however I want. And yet I still see myself falling back into certain people pleasing kind of ways of writing things that I think people like will judge me if I don't write a certain way you know yeah no I get it I mean that's the pressure of especially you know being on social media and seeing what people say and comment on and everything else and I see it all the time I mean that's like I see it all the time with people like wanting to know who had kids and this and that and I'm like you're just you're just not gonna know some some people (laughs) you you just gotta use your imagination guys (laughs) like pretend you picked up this book at the library you have no idea who the author is and you don't get to like, you just don't get to know. Like, Pretend like I don't exist for a moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Do you have another one? I'm sorry. I totally no, lost track. You be the last one. Okay. That was yep. a long, sorry. I didn't mean to go on a tangent on that one. Um, that's so that's it for the, I cannot believe we went 42 minutes. We've never done a short <laughs> podcast in our fucking lives. <laughs> no, that was good. That uh, was fun. Yeah. That Shake was off fun. the cobwebs. We got some more stuff coming up that we've actually scheduled for February, but you'll, you know, you'll hear from us again. That's true. And as is my way, I'm sure I'm going to find some people who are way too good to be on our podcast to get on again. We've both managed to do that. (laughs) You just sent me like the most random, I'm like, like, how the fuck did you get this person? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Shout out Chelsea Fagan. Shout out Alex Steed. You guys both, our last two episodes uh, with guests. Um, Yeah. And also, okay, continue to, let's, before we go, continue to support Palestine and Palestinian causes and Palestinian writers. I don't, you know what, we should... What's your shirt say? Press? I have the press shirt from Wear the Peace. Go follow them. And it has a little watermelon on the sleeve. Ooh. So there are subtle ways that yes. you can support. Because um, we we know that not every place is safe to necessarily um, wear right. your... Unless you're white, then you should. Because you're right. safe. Yeah. But like, like a white man or like ways. a white well, like you're fine yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so like keep supporting palestine keep talking about it sorry i meant to say this at the top and now i'm saying it at the end so i hope you've stayed till the end um we have not forgotten we are still watching we are still talking about it we should absolutely get some palestinian writers if yes. anybody knows palestinian writers that so want would want to maybe be on a podcast we'll probably romance you know related would be good but whatever um would love to talk to some palestinian writers although i'm not gonna lie it's hard to schedule with us i was gonna put that out there it's a us problem (laughs) it's 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 a a me (laughs) it's a me problem i'm I'm (laughs) just not good at the the managing part so yeah good at the talking part 
good at the writing part not so good with the business management part yeah and if you're interested reach out yourself don't send your like pr people because we ignore those emails i'm sorry <laughs> like the whole list of here's the talking points that our person can talk about i'm like we're gonna talk about whatever we want to talk about okay so. this is this is actually <laughs> so true and I, I don't know if anyone's gonna be listening at this point so i'm just gonna talk about it uh with the pr people sending us emails i know that that's your job and i appreciate it and i want to be somebody who responds i want to be someone who responds i do <laughs> but you know that i'm not However. So I appreciate yeah. it. Like, please keep sending us emails. I hope we get because I hope we start to respond. I act like I'm not the person who's in charge of myself. I'm like, I hope someday <laughs> she starts doing that. I hope someday she does. But but I will say this. And this is what's shocking to me. Um, PR people are very ineffective, in my opinion, because when we get those emails, I'm like, wow, I don't care. Because everything is like this most, the most amazing writer in the world has finally released blah, blah, blah. And she would love to talk about blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that sounds like a lie. You know, my problem with it is that, and I get it. Cause again, doing your job and I have a PR company doing your and job. I love them, but like, it tells me you don't listen to our show and you're just trying to get them onto anything, which is again, fair, but it's, it's fair for us to ignore it because you're not personalizing it to us. Because if you listen to our show, you know that we don't need you to send us 18 bullet points about what they're willing to talk about. <laughs> Cause like, we're not going to follow that. It's you know, just never going to happen. <laughs> right. Like, and when we talk to authors, like we like to like talk about their process and their inspiration. Like we don't want to just hear you talk about your one book specifically like it's not just a plug it's like a get to know you which is a plug in itself great point yeah it is not about plugging your book when you come on this podcast and I know we used to do that to some extent but I think we've really moved away from that because as writers we just don't have time to read people's books like that like I just can't you no. can't I can't and I think the point is yeah we just want to get to know the person I just want to get to know you as a person, as a writer. Like, I just want to have a chat. I don't it. And maybe this is unfair to be like, you can't just come on and advertise your book. But to me, and may, and I am no professional in this regard. But to me, your brand should be about people loving you first. Mm -hmm. And if people love you and, and who you are, then they're going to be able to relate to your books. If, if it's just about this book that's like separate from you, which it is to some degree, but it's just not the same, I guess. I don't know. Right. I mean, you could read your blurb. And then, like, but if like, yeah, we'll read, we'll need to sure. know, like, read your blurb, and then from there, like, as a reader too, like, if I'm listening, if I'm listening to a podcast, I don't need you to convince me to read that book. I like if I'm finished with the episode, and I was like, oh, that person was cool. Now I will go look up your books, like, and know. also, like, I want to know, I want to know you as a writer. Like, I think that you know, you know what I, I mean. Now that we're talking about all these things, I'm like, wow, I've really had a lot of strong feelings because <laughs> it's true. There's something so repellent about the PR email yeah. and it's not bad. And again, like they're doing their jobs. That's what they have to do. And I think that's what you have to do maybe with other kind of like publications or other kind of outlets that are more traditional. It, we're not, we're just two, two bitches with some microphones. Like yeah, if you're, if you're reaching out to a professional, sure. Send that email. We are not those <laughs> professionals. <laughs> we're sitting here in our hooded sweatshirts in our cold offices with our heated blankets and our microphones. So Matching like, heating blankets. Shout out Costco. Costco. Um, yeah. So I don't know. And I was thinking about this. Listeners, if you get to this point, I just want to know because I have been circling the drain on this for like ever. I know I've talked to you about this, SJ. I have. Um, so my mother's first cousin, we'll just put it out there that way, is a writer. He is a journalist. He is a very, I've talked to SJ about this, a well-regarded journalist. 
I haven't spoken to him in many years. And because I don't talk to any of my family. If if I did talk to my family, I would have spoken to him. However, I kind of want to reach out to him because he is somebody who actually does interview people professionally and actually researches and, and like does journalism. Yeah. I would be so fascinated to have him on the show. I'm not, I, I, listen, I don't think he'd want to be, I don't know what he would <laughs> possibly think. Right. But I have this like fantasy of asking him to come on because I'm, I would be so curious to see what like an actual, you know, like professional in their field would, yeah. <laughs> would do. Like, I want to learn from somebody, right? Like I want to, yeah. I want to see like, what's the goods? Like, what are you doing? What are the tricks of the trade? Like, and also what do you think about romance novels? Like, I yeah. <laughs> I'd be down. I'd do that interview. Never I know, but on. it would be very interesting. I think. I don't know if I'll ever do it, but I am known to reach out to people out of nowhere and get yeses. So this is true. And you should too. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyway, are we done? Are you done? I think we're done. Okay. We got writing to do. Yeah, we do. Fuck. Fuck. I forgot. And (laughs) to the listener, as always, free Palestine. Listen to what I said Talking to me